welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in again to the Geeks Destroy and Conquer show. Um, I'm your host George, and joining me as ever is Matthew. Hello. And Ant. Hello. Okay, so it's been a little bit of a space between our first show and this show. We've had a, um, we've had a bit of a break, haven't we? Had a bit of a break. Yeah. There was nearly three years between the Star, Star Trek pilot in 1964 and the actual show starting. Couple of years later, so how long was it between Return of the Jedi and Episode One? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know, episodes, uh, yeah, it can be a bit of a break sometimes, can't they? So last time, I think we finished pretty much talking about well, stop, mentioned spaced in the show, and we were looking forward to our marathon session, uh, Video Odyssey, the um, celebrating the 20th anniversary of Spaced, um, which me and Ant attended. Um, really, really good. It was really good. It was an all day. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was nice to watch it. You know, normally I'll watch it just by myself or just with one or two friends, but watch it in a group of people looking for the, who got certain references. And Did you manage to get through all of them, like? We did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. It was, it's pretty much my favourite TV show of all time, but yeah. it was a bit of a slog just because you're there. Especially was setting up and stuff like that. And yeah. I had a little bit of a technical nightmare at the beginning, didn't we? Um, we were there for Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we were there for nearly, I think it was nearly 10 hours, all in all. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. yeah. Um, plus we had the quiz as well, which went really well. Um, who, we, who won the quiz? Um, a team won the quiz. and we got, Did they get them all right? They didn't get them all right, but they got some of the more obscure ones as well. Really yeah, I, I thought I was a space fan before I, before I met them, like... Yeah, yeah, they were really good and they were really enthusiastic as well. Um, as you, as you say, one of the things I love about watching Space, like I watch it with my wife now, but when I started watching it, like I was watching it on my own, even like when it was first on and stuff, but through the years I've watched it with, you know, friends and, um, different friends and family in different circumstances, but it was really nice in that atmosphere. It was all like, they were strangers, but with the atmosphere and the video Odyssey and where we had it in the arcade with yeah. the, with this uh, three-piece suite and uh, all the chairs and stuff. It was like a big living room. It was great. Um, it was really relaxing. It was nice to see people getting the same sort of, as you just said, like getting them to little Well, yes, based is that TV <clears> show <throat> that it's just full of film and TV references and stuff. And some of them are subtle, some just smack you right in the yeah. face. But it's the subtle ones, it's, it's quite nice to see who picks up on what. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, one of the bits that I really enjoyed watching with a lot of people <clears throat> was the Reese Shearsmith moment. <laughs> yeah. He says, oh no, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I thought of that. <laughs> and like everyone properly belly laughed at that moment. And yeah. it's, it's a bit of the show that I've always loved like Reese Shearsmith's boss, but as soon as you come on the screen, people started saying it and people started sort of like... Because everyone's in space, aren't they? Like, <clears throat> like, it's like a who's who of that it's whole ridiculous. comedy scene at the time. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Um, You've got, you know, most of the League of Gentlemen are in it. Um, you've got uh, John Sims in it as well, who's in like Life on Mars at the time. So yeah, the Master. Just, just after that, he was the Master in Doctor Who. Simon Pegg was. Simon Pegg, yeah. guy in, um, in Doctor Who, Doctor yeah, Who he was the director, yeah. Or well, the producer, I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> the director or the producer. Yeah, but um, I, um, I, I mean, I didn't know until recently that Brian's character was meant for Julian Barrett. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was off the back of um, Asylum that they did together, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't, um, he couldn't do it because I think, I'm pretty sure that's when he started 
They would take them away to slightly Edinburgh Festival and stuff, yeah, yeah, him and um, Northfield. Darth Maul's in it, isn't he? The, um, I can say his name, like, I always struggle with this. Pete. Have you seen that? I can't say his Peter Serafanowicz. Yeah. I think that's right, anyway. I mean, he's just literally in everything. I was watching Partridge last night. An episode of Partridge where he's a. Tex. Tex. Uh, when he uses a, he uses a, um, yeah, he's, what was it, Dr. Pepper, he drinks and he says it tastes like warm, he's in or something Black like Books as well, isn't he? And Simon Pegg's in Black Books too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so that's the whole thing with Black Books, Spaced, um, you know, all them, all them shows at the time. Alan Partridge, again, Simon Pegg was in Partridge again last night. He, yeah, that's he how he started as well. He started shop, touring it, with, yeah. yeah, he started yeah. touring with Simon Pegg, uh, with, um, Steve Coogan when he was doing all his live shows and stuff like that. Mm. So, they're all a big, it's just a big group, isn't it? A big knitted community. And stuff. It, must, it must be boss for, for Simon Pegg, though, because he's like the biggest geek in the world, yeah. and he ended up being in Star Wars and in Star Trek as well. Oh, yeah, he went to, like, the top of the level. Yeah. Because didn't he write one of the Star Trek movies? He wrote the uh, third one. That, is that the one he's in? He, he's in all three of them, the, the rebooted ones. Because... Tim says, doesn't he, that all odd-numbered Star Trek films are rubbish. <clears throat> and then the one that Simon Pegg made his debut in was number 11. Yeah. There's a lot of bit of trivia for you there. Oh, yeah, no. And the one he wrote was an odd one as well, so... Mm-hmm. And it was a bit pants. <laughs> <laughs> I it wasn't it. great. I am um, Into Darkness, I watched it again last week because E4 have been doing... Sorry, Film 4 have been doing, like, um, Fantasia or Fantastica or something season. Mm. Um, they've had a few really good movies on. That was one of them, Into Darkness. I hadn't seen it since I'd seen it on the cinema. I really enjoyed it, actually. I've never been much of a Star Trek fan, but Into the Darkness, and it was in Beyond. That was the, yeah, the third. Uh, I, I, Did you enjoy Beyond? I, I, I enjoyed those 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 new films. Even because they were a little blues. bit more action. I've got a really short attention span, so I need those bangs and the flashes. And... Watch Star Trek Discovery. Told you this last time. I did all my homework. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you start Discovery though? Did you start no. Discovery? Well, there you go, you see. You need me, you'll enjoy it, you'll like it. I'm following the crowd and just not doing what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was, obviously the event was at Video Odyssey as well. Um, yeah. Spoke about it a little bit in the last show. Spoke about it in one of the other um, radio shows with um, Access Northwest. It's just such a boss little space. It's in the middle of Toxteth. It's the old Toxteth TV um, building, so they've got a full, fully functional um, movie, you know, uh, studio. Basically, they've got you know, with a massive cinema screen, they've got a, the old video shop that, that Andy yeah. set up, where you can actually rent videos, where you can and actually video rent, cassettes. Yeah, you can rent video cassettes, video players. Um, they've got the big arcade as well, which is a bar, and they've got a little bar where you can just have a you know, just have a chill and watch stuff and it's really cool Um, and if you're dead lucky as well when you go in like you know Saturday afternoon if there's not much on you can just pick a video and put it on as well on the big screen so you know you could see one of random VHS you know Prom Night 2 or (laughs) rubbish like that in the afternoon (laughs) yeah Um, so yeah so the next one we've got uh, we're doing it as a joint venture uh, is celebrating the 30th anniversary of The Wizard yeah. So it celebrated its 30th anniversary on the 15th of December. But obviously, with it being Christmas, um, you know, everyone's busy. We thought it best to do it um, early next year yeah. on the 1st of Feb, so it's a Saturday. 
And I know we've been discussing previously for it, so we're going to show the film, have the quiz as usual. But we thought it might be quite fun to do a bit of a game competition as well, like a game yeah. competition, like in with the power glove as a prize. Power glove <laughs> as a prize, um, maybe not. Because it work. But a golden joystick, like Game Master, would be quite cool. Yes. Something like that. Get Dominic Diamond in. Dominic Diamond is currently a radio celebrity in Canada on, um, and he won't answer any of my messages. <laughs> <laughs> it's George again, buddy. Yeah. I think he's a, is he a massive Celtic fan or he's, something like that? He's from Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, is that why he's not answering you? Why would that a, mean he doesn't answer your messages? No, no, it's just because he's basically on Twitter all the time saying, um, talking about Scottish George, football, basically. You are blocked um, from seeing Dominic Diamond's tweets. But part of, um, I think on his Twitter, on his little, um, like Twitter description is like, yeah, I was in Game Master or something, you know, so what type thing, you know. Games Master was brilliant. Yeah, Game Master was brilliant. So many, it was so near the knuckle with some of the jokes he used to come out with. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think, and he was a big part of that as well, he was fantastic. Yeah. So I thought that would be, um, a, a Games Master style, style competition. competition. You know, we've got yeah. obviously got to iron out the details and stuff like that. So, like, higher score on this level, quickest round the maze or whatever. Watch, yeah. Yeah. We've got to have like a Street yeah. Fighter one because Street Fighter was competition for one of the best ones, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and obviously the um, the end of the Wizard, which you watched recently. Watched it last and, night with the oldest. Um, finishes with Super Mario Three. It like was basically a big advert for Super Mario <clears> Three, isn't it? It really was. It's like well, building towards this game. I agree with that slightly. <laughs> you see, you watched it as a child, didn't you? I watched <clears> it as a cynical, jaded adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, when, even watching it as a kid, obviously, you're looking at the power glove. Oh my god, the power glove looks amazing. Even though we know it didn't work, it still yeah. looks amazing now. To it's be still, fair, yeah, to be it's pure. If I could have one, if I could have my phone built into <clears> a glove, <throat> I wore like a glove. <laughs> it looks fantastic. Um, and obviously watching it as a kid and they're going to all these, you know, because over here we did have some sort of arcades, but it was really only when you went on holiday, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, just odd shop might have, like, I remember playing Street Fighter 2. My mum wouldn't let me go to arcades on my own. Yeah. It was the 80s though. <laughs> Very impressive. Um, <laughs> there was like the odd shop, I'd, you know, maybe I had Street Fighter 2 before. I you out, had so a shop it. by you, did yeah. yeah, they had a shop by them and news agents at the end of the road and it had the Street Fighter 2 arcade cabinet in, didn't it? It was fantastic. Um, it was playing it for the first time, just pressing. Just the imagine his mum <laughs> with like a Sunday roast on the go. Where's George with me Bisto? George is in the shop playing Street Fighter Two. It's a good job my mum's not here to actually hear you say she never used Bisto. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's the first ingredient for Sunday dinner that came to mind. And we missus would be sat there going, "I don't use Bisto either." What's she talking about? Um, okay. No, but it's. I think. Pl- pl- playing it for the first time in the arcade and I remember going with my older brother and he was telling me like he told me about it anyway because he used to get like the magazines and stuff and I remember reading some of his magazines and um, playing it with him and he, he was saying you know this is what we're getting for Christmas because we've got the SNES the, yeah. for Christmas um, as a joint present you know nowadays kids obviously I'm not going to go into the whole how spoiled kids are nowadays because our generation was spoiled to what our parents generation was yeah. but at that time it was like bloody hell we're getting a SNES between us for Christmas it was amazing <clears throat> amazing presents is this why you love Luigi so much? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he's playing too. Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was, that wasn't it? Because if you had an older brother or an older sibling, you went as Luigi. You were Luigi, yeah. Whereas well, if you were an only child, you're like, who's this green Mario? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was always, obviously, 
big part and you know, get back to the film, but watch, watching the movie with like my brother again, he introduced me to it. It's fantastic. You got to go into all these different arcades and all these mad games that you never even heard, like Ninja Garden. I didn't know what Ninja Garden was, but watching it and playing on like the tabletop games, like that looks amazing. Yeah. Recently playing Ninja Garden, it's not the best game. Like a lot of games at that time, they look yeah. amazing. The box art is amazing. The arcade cabinets look amazing. But yeah, some of the games aren't great. The yes. Tales. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden was one I used to play. I used to have Master System too. Right, okay, yeah. With Ninja Gaiden and just so many hours. I yeah. just, I'm just waiting for George to start <laughs> this. To start this and Altered Beast. You've, you've absolutely had it. Um, but that's the thing, because we're saying about like Nintendo, yeah. and it was obviously a big affair for... When you look at it as a big affair for Mario Con- 3. Console but, Wars at the time, though, were you? Sega but, and Nintendo, wasn't it? A lot of the arcade, like you just said, Ninja and, Garden and stuff like that, they were on. They were actually showing games which were just like arcade games and stuff like yeah. that, or weren't particularly Nintendo ones. Um, but obviously, you watch it now, you do watch it cynically, and you go, you know, there's a lot of product placements in it and stuff like that. <laughs> Quite a lot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> even not, not just, you know, stuff like... Because like it was the first... Stuff like that. But it was it? the first time that anyone had seen Mario 3, wasn't it? In that. Yeah, it was like the debut. And you can't get launch. bigger product placement than Nintendo going, here's our yeah. brand new flagship game, yeah. which you can only see in this film. Yeah. Definitely. Because, you know, you couldn't, you wouldn't see any gameplay. You'd see it in a magazine, maybe, screenshots. Yeah. But, you know, there's no, no YouTube, is there? You know what no, I mean? You're not no. going to see any movie until you buy it. Yeah. What a, what a coup. It's, it's you actually had to wait back then to see what it looked like. You just yeah. get all these <laughs> to wait, to be, dis- wait to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously you watch it as well, and there is, I mean, you watched it for the first time last night, I think, haven't you? Well, I've watched you, it you years it, yeah. ago. Um, um, yeah, watching it last night. But the, yeah. the actual story, it centres around, like, the two brothers. Yeah. Um, one of them is going into a home and stuff like that, because he's, like, he has had problems and stuff like that in the party, like, he's lost his little sister and stuff. The acting from the little kid, isn't it? And he, like, Fred Savage as well. Fred Savage at the time was, like, the biggest child star in in the world, he was huge. He, like, still doing Wonder Years. Vice versa. Little Monsters. Little, vice, monst- vice little Monsters vice and Vice versa were, like, quite big hits as well. Best films ever. It's just <laughs> Big's porter. Yeah. Sibling, isn't it? It's, you know it's what I mean? Fantastic. But it's better than Big. It's, um... Oh, okay. It is. Just I think there's less, like, dodginess in it as well. Um, but... It was... They had all these... They <laughs> <laughs> had, um... Like the cast is fantastic, you know. Um, obviously, you've got like Fred Savage in it and stuff. Um, you've got Christine Slater. My God, like Christine Slater just done Heather's. Yeah, he was doing. You know, it was Bob's the young, young Guns too. Gleam in the Cube, <laughs> which we will actually talk about um, at some point as well in the future because that is an awesome movie. But he was doing, you know, he was a massive star. Bo Bridges as well, Jeff Bridges' brother. He'd done a couple of little things. Obviously, that's the tie-in as well with Tron, because Jeff Bridges was in Tron. So they had him, like Bo Bridges. Maybe that's why they got him in to, like, have a Bridges over a computer-themed movie. I don't know. Um, But he's... Sam McMurray as well. He just plays... He's literally one of the guys I was going to say then, um, because he was, like, in the Adams Family and Friends and stuff like that. He always plays a bit of a... Bar steward, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and stuff. Um, and there's a face in there as well, which I noticed last time. She pops up in Speed and she pops up in uh, Episode of Angel. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beth Grant. I thought she was in Twin Peaks as well, but I don't think she was. She's very similar to the woman who's in Twin Peaks. Here's your Twin Peaks guy. Um, yeah. But, um, Beth Grant, she's in like quite a few little things. Um, but you know, the cast is actually really strong. Um, I just, as I say, it's the whole, you can look at it and go, yeah, it's a massive, out there for 
games and it's massive advert for Nintendo with a power glove but the story as well is fantastic Um, with like the two brothers who were like you know it is almost like us against the world type thing and they meet up with um, the girl who play Jenny Um, you know and it's them three trying to get to this game um, game tournaments in Reno uh, Reno, is it Reno is it Reno yeah. yeah um you know, trying to make the way across the country basically on nothing and getting the little boy to... So we'll break what the film is actually down for people who don't actually really know yeah. the details. We won't go into, like, massive... Because uh, it's not, you know, film... Well, film 98. For <laughs> film 89 and this sort of thing. So the little kid, um, he is a wizard. That's how we... That's what um, how his brother describes him playing it's the Peter games. That he is, yeah, he yeah. knows... How you know? So he just sees the way the game's built. He knows the secret passageways instantly. He knows which way to go. You know, he does multiple levels without dying and stuff like that. And they use that talent basically to play bullies, to play adult even in arcades, and he win money, money off them, make the way across the country to this massive game tournament. So it's like Rain Man, where he uses them to count cards. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Um, exploitation. Well, I thought it was a beautiful film, but that's exploitation. Well, it's the whole thing, though, isn't it, as well? Because if they get this money, then they win all this money, and they'll know this kid doesn't belong in a home anyway, just because he's yeah. gone through this tragedy. Um, you know, people think he's a bit strange and a bit weird, but he's not. He's just... He's, he's gone through this trauma. He's gone through this absolute trauma when he was a kid. He loses his little sister, his twin sister. And he hasn't spoken since. He doesn't really speak much through the film. But just sounds exactly. quite heavy, though. But it's, it's not a heavy it's movie. Not, it's, all there's it's, some really nice moments yeah. in it. There's some really funny moments in it. As I say, Fred Savage is just dead charming in it as well. You know, I think Princess Bride. Sorry, I was just watching the other day as well. Yeah. He pops up in that as well, doesn't he? Fred Savage. He's, he's just brilliant. Yeah. He's, massive, he's just boss. Um, I've got. Uh, so you know, you watched it last night. You watched it a while back, didn't you? You've seen it a few times. So Putnam, who was the like. The bounty hunter guy. Yeah. Um, so his parents, the the, the, the brother's parents, or step stepfather and mum, send this hitman. Like bounty hunter, almost to get them uh, and track them across the country. The guy who plays him, Will Saltzman. Um, first fact of the show: um, he was actually George Lucas's second choice to play Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Who was his first choice? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> no, no, what I mean is, did, was, did he, was Mark Hamill? No, Mark Hamill, basically, Mar- it was Robert, between him and Mark. Robert in the running as well, wasn't he? Sorry. Robert, Robert England? England? Was in the running to play Luke Skywalker. That'd be amazing. No. Seriously. Well, so yeah. Don't know whether that's a Wikipedia kind of thing. <laughs> well, this is, you can actually find, so if, after you've listened to the show, go onto YouTube and, uh, Will Seltzman, um, his audition for Luke Skywalker is actually really, really good. Yeah. And he's a good actor, like, I think one of the criticisms of Star Wars. Mark Hamill, love him to bits, voice, acting, he's amazing, yeah. and he does get better, but his acting in the first so, And some of the acting in, in those three original Star Wars films are awful, I'm yeah. just glad they ironed it all out when he did the prequels. I'm not talking about trade wars or anything again, I'm just not doing it, I'm not doing it. Um, but yeah, so that's the bit of comedy in, in it with him as well, because he's just, he's stopped at every turn, hasn't he? And um, there's the guy from Police, uh, not Police Academy, um, uh, he was in Batteries Not Included, um, the caretaker of Batteries Not Included, the big guy. Yeah, He's yeah. like the big trucker, and he helps the kids, doesn't he, as well, because I think he knows the little girl in it. Yeah. Um, he helps them across the country a little bit, and then he, just, he 
there's a funny bit where he stops them basically on the road and stuff like that and uh, stops him from chasing them when they're in it, the casino as well with him yeah and he makes them a load of money but then he's, he's still made up with his ten dollars at the end yeah it's, uh, I think that's possibly as I was saying about the film like the 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 focus on um, the little boy in it having like you know being maybe made fun of or maybe not fitting in yeah and it's quite sort of serious and it's like oh no because he, uh, he has got this talent but yeah. then you've got this older man like the truck driver and you just said then you sort of give him this $10 they absolutely just like leave him with this $10 after winning <laughs> like a couple of hundred yeah and he's obviously a bit you know money isn't money isn't no, 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 is he? he's a gentle giant almost he's like in so he's got $10 in a power glove he's like um, <laughs> it is like in ba- batteries yeah. not included He's got like oh, he might have difficulties himself and stuff like that, but it's almost done as a bit of a joke. I don't know. It's not eighties, though, isn't it? I know exactly. It's, it's a bit fair. Anything's fair game in eighties. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was no like blacking up in it, which was a bonus as well because I think it was around the same time Soul Man and stuff like Train that was places. the train places. My <laughs> God. Um, so yeah, so I think it's worth checking out if yeah. you're into your retro games, if you're into eighties cheese. So to rewind that all back, it's video Odyssey. Video Odyssey, yeah. Um, so it's the, <laughs> give me a rewind. It's the Wizard 30th anniversary. Yeah. Video Odyssey. 1st first of, first of February. 1st of February. Um, it's 2020. Looks, 2020. Oh, God, 2020. Um, it looks like it's going to be probably... I don't know what I'm going to be doing on that day because I haven't got 2020, 2020 vision. vision. Oh, God. Um, the so, yes, I think that's... I've got somewhere, I promised to leave my eldest uh, yeah. read the, uh, some feedback... Because she watched it with me last night. Did she enjoy it? She really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, she, well, she actually wrote pros and cons, and then on cons, there are no cons, it's great. Uh-huh. Um, but her feedback was love that you can hear the punch that Putnam gets, even when he's gone off screen. It was hilarious, could not stop laughing. <laughs> and it was one of those comedy like punches. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, she loves that Jason thinks he's, well, I'll say total hard case. She wrote something else. Can't say on this. <laughs> well, it's not that rude. Um, when he's just a nerd that plays video games, I found that quite nerdist, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just a nerd who plays Just a nerd. Games. There's no such thing as just a nerd. nerd. And um, I love that they're just like, I'm 13. I'm not allowed to gamble, but let's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's, that's, so that's basically Neve's feedback. I promised I'd read it. in the casino, <laughs> we're just like, yeah, how old are we? Yeah, cut in you come, lads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's quite obvious as well when she's shouting the numbers he should be playing and stuff like that across the table. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I don't think it, it's probably not. It's not a documentary though, is it? It's not, no. <laughs> yeah. um, so one of the things that makes it really 80s and just, again, the soundtrack, uh, well, the big AT stars in it, and the actors and stuff, but they had the soundtrack done by New Kids on the Block oh, yeah. as well. Oh and like New Kids on the Block were like the biggest, again, biggest pop band in the world at the time. So that's um, no, just saying while the song was on, that's the kind of thing that my sister used to listen to. She's a bit older than me, kind of thing that she used to listen to when I was younger. And um, immediately gave me a, a great distaste for pop music in all its shapes. As a, as a young child, so she so, did me a favour. She did me a favour, really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, they're on the comeback trail, aren't they? I think so. New kids, they're doing something. Yeah. They're not kids anymore. They're not new. 
And I don't have to still on the block. <laughs> on the block yeah. So I don't know whether they're going to give themselves a name change there or right. whether they're going to get them under the tree to sniff them out, lads. But either way, I'm going to put an end to it. <laughs> It's like the Backstreet Boys. I'm sure they come back as the Backstreet Men or something. I'm sure. Did they? Did. I'm sure. I think the Backstreet Man is a completely <laughs> different thing. You know too much about it. Oh, well, anyway, moving, moving swiftly on. So, um, what's next? I don't want to talk about our trip. Should talk about our holiday. Holiday. Yeah, we just uh, we as luck would have it, we've been to um, the Netherlands, which was fortunate because it coincides exactly with the release of Disney's The Mandalorian, which otherwise we would have not been able to see until March unless we legally downloaded it, which is not something I would ever can go. No. So we were fortunate enough to be in Holland and watch a couple of episodes where we had. Yeah, with our mate Jackie (laughs) Seaclog. Yeah, it was. um, it was good. It was um, so we managed to see the first two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. I, I'm going to go right out there. I think it's the best things happened to Star Wars since Rogue One. Yeah, it's well, yeah, straight away the Rogue, the whole feel of it as the Rogue One. It is budget lower, obviously. <clears throat> I don't feel like they've compromised on a lot. Though. Well, the when thing is, at, sometimes you know, though, you'll see like in the back. I'm one of those because Star Wars has been like everything in my mind for years when I'm watching it I'm not looking really at what's happening in the foreground I'm looking in the background and I'm trying to see oh there's a droid or there's this or yeah. there's that and sometimes you'll see when it's like a crowded scene in the background there'll be like a droid that you can tell is just made to look like a R2 unit but it's yeah, actually yeah. just on wheels but I like that because that's what it was like in the original trilogy Yeah, you watch well, Star Wars it. you know not everyone's had the same amount spent on their <laughs> <laughs> I think that there was a lot of um Little nods and stuff from the first, in the, in the, yeah. well, in the first episode, even like the security eye thing that comes out of the wall. Yeah, the uh, the, the droid, the, the droid thing. And it's yeah, like, stalk like, um, Yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> it's like the jab the hot one yeah. like the palace and stuff like that. Um, I loved the Mandalorian. We're not talking himself. about. We're not going to give the plot away. <clears throat> no, no, no. Um, but his like he was um, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. Can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he played the Viper in Game of Thrones. And he right. told I've me, never he, seen an episode of the Game of Thrones, but let's not go down that. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was actually he was only in a couple of episodes of Game uh, Game of Thrones. He's in the books a little bit more, I think. But um, he was really good. He was actually one of the better um, better moments in that series because yeah. it wasn't very serious. But um, even though he doesn't take his helmet off, and I think in the first two episodes he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't take his helmet off, and I mm. think that might be. I think a theme now because one of the things um, one of the one of his tribes say to him is about taking uh, ever removing the helmets and he doesn't. He oh no, no, I think that happens in the third episode, <clears> doesn't it? No, no. The the, oh, does it? the, the preview. Ah, right, okay. But, yeah, but it's very much like Judge Dredd. So I think that was one of the criticisms. I've seen Judge Dredd take his helmet off. Yeah, and, and he looked just like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> but the Stallone one. That's one of the criticisms, wasn't it, in Judge Dredd, because he never removes his helmet. And it wasn't the biggest problem I had. <laughs> no, to be perfectly honest with you. But the Carl Urban one was fantastic. The Carl Urban one was brilliant. Um, I never knew Carl Urban was in Lord of the Rings either. Okay, we'll discuss Carl Urban later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the show looks amazing. Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. Yes, it is. Yeah. And he's the so Viper. good because there's not much... I've had this conversation with different people about stormtroopers in the past and it's hard to get any kind of 
reading of you, you know what I mean you've got to be a physical actor to, to yeah. give any kind of emotion out yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're completely wearing a mask and covered in armour so one of the things when you've seen the trailer for The Mandalorian he knocks on the door and the door opens and there's some stormtroopers in there so you know that it's at just after like it's the fall of the Empire pretty yeah. much is starting to happen it's starting to fall apart and these stormtroopers are obviously you know trying to eke out a living as mercenaries or whatever and you it's hard to explain because the guys who've got a full head mask on and they're wearing full armour, but they turn around and they just look dead shifty. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's, the, it's and, a special talent. Yeah, and Pedro Pascal, as the as the Mandalorian, just gives off this whole thing of being in control of his emotions and being very in control of everything he does. Like when yeah. you see him walking or he's in his ship or whatever, he's very composed, so much so that when he gets his first bounty in the first episode and the guy's like trying to talk to him, he's trying to bribe him, you know, and, and you know, not giving any of the plots away, but if I was picked up by a bounty hunter, I'd be like that. How much are you paying you? I'll give you double. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He starts talking to him, but he just sits there and he's just carrying on with what he's doing. He's just pressing his buttons, he's moving his levers, he's doing the rest of it. And the guy starts going, "Oh well, I'm going to go and see if I can find the toilet." And he just doesn't even say around and look at him. Yeah. And it's just, it just, he just sets the character of the Mandalorian straight away as being someone who's not messing about. He's yeah. all about his business, and he's in control of his actions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's, um, it's fantastic. I loved. Again, we're not going to spoil it for people who haven't, because we won't be able to see the, the rest of it now until March, really, unless we yeah. do. Unless we go on holiday again. Unless we take another trip. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, guys, Amsterdam is only an hour away from Liverpool Airport. We so, know a couple of people in Amsterdam, don't we? So yeah, we might, so, you we know, we may get to, get to see another couple of episodes before the next. Um, go but, for a couple yeah. of days. I think one of the things that has been online, again, the spoilers the are creature. Out there, and we've all seen it. It's the baby in it. The creature. So, yeah, yeah. And what we've discussed. Just amongst ourselves is um, the similar similarities. What was the Japanese um, uh, lone wolf and cub? So there's a moment in yeah. it where he's fighting with this baby next to him, and he pushes. It's like he pushes the pram away. It's not a pram; it's like a hovering thing. Yeah. But he pushes it away, out the danger zone, kills all the you know, fights all. But all you've got bad guys you've off. got the kid it, is like looking over the edge of it, watching what's happening. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's like there's it, it's that moment. It's fantastic, and it's even. He's walking through the town with it and stuff like yeah. that. There's a moment in... Um, because what? it's got a very... and It's been remarked on, and if you haven't seen it, you've probably seen in the trailer and stuff, it's got a real Western feel to it. It's that, a kind of like... But at the same time, it's got that kind of Shogun, Japanese-type yeah. Kung Fu film feel to it. Yeah. Thing, yeah. What's yeah. the whole... Because like, he, like well, he is a mercenary, so it's yeah. like kung, something like Kung Fu, where he's going from town to town type thing and yeah. taking on, you know, getting bounties and taking on yeah. bad guys or, you know, anyone who he gets paid to kill or to capture. Definitely the Western feel, more so than, um, you say, more Firefly, weren't we? Firefly yeah. is basically a Western in space. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the Mandalorian just hit it. Um, one, one of the previews for the next episode that we didn't see... It's a similar thing. He's fighting off some bad guys, mm. but he's actually he's holding a baby. Yeah. Um. And there's a moment I think that's um, Chow Yun Fat in Hard Boiled, the front cover of Hard Boiled. He's got the baby. He's got a shotgun. He's a busy, and he's like shooting. You know, protecting the baby. Policeman, sorry. Um, oh, and he's fighting them off, holding this baby. It's just such a loving sort of. Um, you, you can see where the influences have come yeah, from for definitely. it, and I think one of the one of the criticisms that I read in an article online from one of the newspapers in England, I'm not going to name, but I think we all know which one it was, was that um, it's trying to be a spaghetti western, 
but it's quite a weak one. But Spaghetti Westerns themselves are not particularly solid. You know, by the very nature, they're not particularly. You, you know, don't go you, for like the hard yeah, storyline. Yeah, you don't go. You don't come away going, "What a brilliant cinematic treat that was!" Yeah. It's something to watch for a bit. And Mandalorian is like that, but it's even even down to the music, which has been done by the guy who did the music for Black Panther. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's breaking definitely. with tradition for Star Wars to have somebody else doing the yeah. music, really. Um, it's like the yeah, pan-pipey it's like music pan-pipey at the, at the it's, beginning. It's yeah, it's kind fantastic. of, again, it's got that kung fu movie yeah, feel. definitely. And that, that, you know, Mexican standoff think, type feel yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. It? When we first watched, well, when we watched the first episode after the very beginning and then the Mandalorian titles come up and yeah. it does that music, that yeah. kung fu music, we all looked at each other. Yeah. yeah, to go as if to say I'm watching like you know Enter the Dragon or yeah, something like that. Yeah, brilliant. It's just you know, so it's that good. Sort of thing. Um, so yeah, Carl so, Weathers as well. Carl Weathers, who is lovely little surprise that Carl yeah, Weathers. He's know he's such in a good character in it as yeah. well. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and, um, he's not a, he is a bit of a pen pusher in it as well, isn't he? Like his rolling predator, pushing papers. Yeah, he's he's so good. He's yeah. so good. But what I can't wait to see is how they treat the Mandalorians themselves because. Obviously, Mandalorians were just invented as Boba Fett wore Mandalorian armor, and then the whole background, the expanded universe, and everything was built on the back of the fact that there is this character who looks really cool. So, you know, is it a planet? Is it a race? Is it a job title? I'm not quite sure how they're going to treat it. So, so that's going to be exciting to see. I think the further episodes would like. Yeah. Well, well, sure to explore yeah. that a little bit more because yeah. you've seen a little bit in the first couple, didn't you? Um, with like the tribe that are still there. Yeah. So they are, I think there was something maybe because they're big the, in Rebels, the aren't they? If, if, yeah. if you've watched yeah. Star Wars Rebels, the, um, well, they the mention Mandalorians it, are in that a lot. They mention it in Rebels, I think, about the page. They call yeah. it, so, talk about the page, and the page was something that was in the expanded universe as well. Mm-hmm. So the page was like basically the Empire went to Mandalore, completely obliterated them, and took um, the Beskar. Mineral, like yeah. best scars, the um, the mineral that's only found on Mandalore. And it is lightsaber resistant. Lightsaber well, resistant. I don't know whether it is now, <laughs> but it is, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the worst. It was, I think it's, it's called, I think that's what it's called in the books, the page or something, the great page. Um, so you take, they strip them of the materials basically, and they're like um, traveling. Um, Nomad scavengers. Nomad but you get a lot of that because if you watch Solo, in Solo, the in that they like nomadic tribes who've joined together to fight against you know to to to, to rebel basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they wanted to, they're trying to get the the minerals off off Solo there, aren't they? You yeah. know what I mean? So you, you think it's kind of like they're aiming towards that as being the impetus for the rebellion is all these desperate, disparate and desperate people coming together. I think you, it's it's easy. Obviously, you look at Disney what they're doing, it, you know. Obviously, they're only doing it for money. That's the only reason that you know people in who run them companies who run the I biggest. Know, I know that they do. No, you know what? They really like Star Wars, <laughs> and they want to have but, every home to have a four-on figure. That's why they've brought you know Toy Story Four early this year. Did they need Toy Story Four? Do you know what? I haven't watched Toy Story Four. They did, Georgia. I, I, I enjoyed Toy Story Four. Did they need it? They yeah, didn't need they it. They did. They did. Because Keanu Reeves was there. But if they keep it. To this standard, and you know, because it's got the right feel. Yeah. As even it. if it, the, the yeah, even if they do take yeah. moments and invent, you know, little sort of their own um, little what, moments in it, which then expand even further. Yeah. Think that's, fa- well, that's fine. Everything wants Disney money behind it. Yeah, as soon as they took over the Marvel stuff, well, 
yeah, you can just the production value, the people that we were, they were able to actually pull in to do it. But yeah, the good thing, the good, the good thing as well, though, sorry, Anne, the good thing right. with Disney, what they've done is they've gone, okay, we're going to take over this whole thing and all that expanded universe, your books, your comics, your role playing games, everything like that, it doesn't count anymore, that's all gone. Mm. And I remember being, oh my goodness, how can they do that? But they've completely played me. They might as well have just stuck 20 pence in me because they played me that well. That what they're doing now <laughs> is they're just going, okay, so we're just going to slide this little bit of the expanded universe yeah. back in, in Definitely. the background. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, look at that. That's the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, yeah they've done that a couple of times. Yeah. They're able to just, like you said, just take little bits from everywhere and go, okay, yeah, we'll use that. That bit doesn't count. And at least then you get freshest stories yeah. out of everything. There, there are some absolutely there's a whole series of books with the expanded universe where it's Luke and the new Jedi Order it's that splinter going against, eyes, it? um, it's about um, it's the race of aliens that come from another galaxy and one of the first races they cut, or the um, the probes reach is Mandalore yeah. and it's that they go into like the whole like Mandalore culture of being they are mercenaries still yeah. in that way um, and they're using the Man- Mandalorians as their own little probes type thing to like go out to other planets and like set you know uh, set See, stalls they, out almost for like attacks and yeah, stuff like but this that. This is the thing they've and got all that stuff there that they can use. Boba Fett's not Mandalorian, Bob, though, is he? Well, in the books, he's not, is he? That's that's the thing. Yeah. Another one. Um, he's like an adult, but again, because it's not a race per se. I think that's what this Mandalorian might be going into yeah. a little bit more because the Mandalorians really you could join. And become a Mandalorian, yeah. or you know, like the like the French yeah. Foreign Legion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you, you know, obeyed the rules and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. So you know, um, I'm excited. By yeah, it's really good. Yeah. What, it, it, you know, if you've been put <laughs> off from any of the new Star Wars things that have been done because it's been done by Disney, you should give it a chance That's when right. it comes out in, in March. March. Yeah. Um, so, saying about budgets for TV shows, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to talk about War of the World. That started last week on BBC. Have you seen it? Yeah, well, the budget, it. the budget yeah. for that, you can tell it's a BBC show. It, it looks good. It yeah, looks, it's looks a lot better than a lot of the stuff. But one of the shows. Liverpool? But one of the shows to start the other week, which was a BBC show, is His Dark Materials. Oh, it's so watching the fir- yeah, Watching the first episode, I was like, this. The budget for this is insane. It's so good. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's HBO, HBO as well. Yeah. HBO so that's BBC, why. Yeah. That's where the money's coming from yeah. again. But I know you've watched it and you've caught up. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd never read any of the books, but when I saw that it was coming on, um, I watched the first two episodes and yeah, it, it, it was really, really good. Um, like you said, the, the budget, like the animals in it and stuff like that. For a TV show, they, they, they look pretty good. It's good, yeah. Um, and the cast in it, the storylines, and it, it's just been really well thought. The out. cast, like the, the, the grown ups in it, if you like, the adult cast. Um, yeah. Again, I, I know I'm going to bore Patchy with this, but there's a couple of. Um, They're not Game of Thrones, are <laughs> 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 you? Know it's like, it's it's like you know, the way there's only like a small, it only seems to be a small pool of Scottish actors. Yeah. And every time there's a Scotch person on the telly, they've either been in Nina and the Neurons or they've been in Taggart. Or you know, or the yeah. It seems to be now that it's like this, like genre thing that everybody who's in everything was in Game of Thrones. But also, I think you could look at again, like something like Harry Potter. It's such a massive British institution. Mm. The amount of cast in that, yeah. in you know, a, 
a range of other programs and TV shows yeah, and dramas. Um, Jason Isaacs, Scouser. Um, <laughs> but yeah, his Dark Materials, um, the cast is fantastic. I didn't realise, because I'm an awful, awful geek, so the little girl in it, she's only 14, right. and I hadn't seen, I thought I haven't seen her or anything else, she's fantastic in it. Um, Daphne Key, she's a, Span- a Spanish, British actress, um, right. she's only 14, she's absolutely amazing in it. Yeah. She was actually, um, X23 in Logan, she was the little girl in Logan, who uh, Logan's uh, like, you've seen Logan, yeah? yeah? Um, so she was the mutant that Logan, again, right, okay. a bit like, what we're saying about the Mandalorian, like the samurai stuff, looks yeah. after you know battling people as he's got this little baby. Yeah. Um, there, so yeah, so that's um, she's quite experienced actually. She's been in a, in a couple of little things, but um, she is absolutely she's brilliant. She's like, brilliant. As soon as she comes on screen, yeah, I'm back stare. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's there. Yeah. It's I think it's someone like her or um, like Millie Bobby Brown in Stranger Things yeah. and a couple of the lads in Stranger Things. Young actors, like it's easy to, to dismiss a lot of kids acting and stuff like that sometimes because they haven't got the experience, you know, they haven't got the range, but you see some and you just think you're going to be like Chloe Moretz when she's yeah, in you're Kick-Ass. Carry on you're going to be amazing. Things, yeah. Drew Barrymore in E.T., stuff like that. Yeah. You're going to do well. And he doesn't like Daniel Radcliffe in the first Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. He might be listening, Daniel Radcliffe. I'm going to tag him in it. Well, I'm sure he knows the limitations of I'm his you know range as a I'm child. pretty sure he's not bothered as well. But yeah, it's it's such a good show. It so is, um, basically, it starts off, doesn't it? So James McAvoy takes this baby, who's his niece, to alternative reality Oxford so it's yeah. based in another world he so. doesn't take it to an alternative reality it, it, sorry in, it's, it's in an alternative reality it's set in a place that's a world like our own why don't you take it away so well, I've, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've read the, the, the books in his Dark Materials trilogy um, which is the which is Northern Lights The Subtle Knife and The Amber Spyglass I read them about 15 years or so ago now right. and the, so I remember first reading them and it was after I'd read a few of the Harry Potter books and I started reading them because somebody suggested them to me as being a bit like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But they're not at all, but they're so good. They're really, really good. And I won't spoil too much of the plot because I know you've obviously not read them. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Have you read them, George? I haven't read them. Okay. Um, my wife uh, has read them and so, she is loving the series. So let's, let's not forget that a couple of years ago they made a film called The Golden Compass, yeah. which took some aspects from different, and it wasn't good. It was, I thought it was a real disappointment and obviously so did everybody else because they didn't do anything else with it afterwards no, it and it just kind of stagnated <laughs> and then they brought this out so far it does seem to be quite faithful to the original um, the idea being if you've not seen it is that it's set in this world that's very like our own and every person has an animal like a companion but it's called, it's, it's called a demon now in the books they speak to you telepathically. Yeah. In oh, the in the in the in the show, you're not sure whether they are speaking telepathically mm-hmm. or not. Um, you can hear what's being said. I did think that you don't, you when don't was... speak to other people. Yeah, yeah. when it well when because I think she's on the boat with um one of the um the gypsy guys and he's the like I think it's a ferret or something. Yeah, he's, he's he says some pot more uh, yeah. more and. He says something to her, and the guy looks, and I was like, "Has he just heard what yeah. he's?" I wasn't. Just, I thought that was a bit. Yeah. yeah so, a bit, and as well, there's no in, in, in the there's no kind of reason as to it, it doesn't get explained. It's just something that it's just they're there. 
Yeah. And that's what they've done in the in the in the series as well. As they've not tried to explain why these things are there, they're just there. No, just no, get it's just part it. of the world. So yeah, yeah and as a, when you're a child, your demon changes shape until it settles on something as you get older, yeah. and it stays in that shape with you for the rest of your life. Is that settles and on your person, like your based, personality kind settles of based as well, on personality? Yeah. yeah. Generally, if you're a boy, you've got a female demon. If you're a girl, you've got a male demon. But it is. Honestly, I am so excited about watching the rest of it because of how they've done the first couple of episodes that I've seen. Because it seems, admittedly, it's been a, a few years since I've read them, yeah. but it seems so close to, to the book um, that, you know, it, it, it looks... I mean, for instance, you've got the um, the, the the bad guys, in, if you like, the Magisterium in the... Film, they were quite wishy washy and were just kind well, of. But in this, it's obviously the church. Yeah, I think um, in uh, is not not like that in the books though as well, isn't it? Because it's the church. It is like the church. It's, the it's church. about like yeah. suppressing scientific knowledge and yeah. stuff. Because I Philip think Pullman, for the, the author, is a noted atheist. All oh, right, um, but in the film, because it was very much aimed at American audiences, there was yeah. no way they were going to go. The no. church is bad. Yeah. Religion's awful. Yeah. Which is why I'm bad, surprised bad. that with all the money that HBO put into it, I'm surprised that they have. In this, yeah. because I didn't think it'd be like yeah. that. So I'm enjoying it, and there's other characters who haven't come into it yet. If anyone who's read the books will know what I'm talking about, who I can't wait to see. Mm. And I was really dubious about how they were going to do them. I haven't seen the way that they were done in the films. But I'm really excited about it. It's so good. What yeah. I'm really looking forward to now, especially hearing you talk about it. I enjoyed the first two episodes. Really enjoyed it. But for someone who's read the books, you've seen the Golden Compass. To watch the first couple of episodes and then think I'm excited to yeah. see the rest now. That gives me a lot of hope for the show. Yeah, it, it, they've done really well with it. The cast are brilliant, as you say. The the young girl who plays Lyra, she's just here. As yeah, far as I'm definitely. concerned, they couldn't have got a better fit. Yeah, um, yeah really enjoyable. Really enjoying it. Good. Um, should we play another song? A bit more. Not new kids on the block. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but. Yeah, I was thinking about hands. actually playing the. Being from oh, right, okay. Series. Is that available on Spotify and stuff, is it? Well, I'll have to have a look. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just point out that other streaming services are available? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a look now. Um, yeah, so it's is Dark Materials. And, it, it's, and you know, just quickly before we go into you the song. I know, I love the sound of my own voice. Just before we go into the song, into the music, they marketed it on BBC as being your new Sunday night obsession. So they said before the first episode, they said, and now you're on your Sunday night um, obsession. And I thought, this is, they're pushing this quite a bit here, but they, they've got it right to this. So it's the first time in a long time that everybody in our house sat down together and watched something without a phone in the hand. Yeah. No, that's good. It's what you've just said then, without the phone in the hand, because it doesn't matter what you're watching. I'm, you know, one of the worst things you can do now is you just, glimpsing at your phone, especially if that little bloody light just starts flashing, you're like, I've got a message. I can't possibly wait 22 minutes until this episode's finished. I need yeah. to read the message. Because it might but be stuff, about this episode I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> but something like that, you just, you just enthralled by it's it. Magical. It's just amazing. Yeah. Um, I hate using that word, but it is, it's magical. Were you saying, well, New th- Sunday Night, um, so we, will, we will play the song in a, in a sec, but um, talking about the Sunday Night Obsession is what you sort of wanted Doctor Who to be in the last the last couple of series of Doctor mm. Who and we love Doctor Who and we've been yeah. watching it and stuff but I think that's it hasn't it's really coming back that. For, for me and my family that has come back with um, Jodie Whittaker but yeah. 
I know it's not everybody. Everyone's cup of tea. Everyone's cup of tea. I, but, I think know, she's great, and I'm I think she's. I'll, I'll go out there and say she's one of the best doctors. Yeah. And I am. You know, I used to go to doctor conventions. So anything, I think that the sound of me having my own head jammed in the <laughs> is more enjoyable than listening to you kids on the block again. Oh. But you know. I like Scooter, so what can we do? <laughs> Scooter is playing Liverpool, by the way, as well. I see that. <laughs> He's already there. I'm there with glow sticks and me whistle. Oh my word, I seen it the other day and I was like, yeah, Patty's going to love that. Anyway, so <laughs> what we've done, usually what we've done on the um, the pilot episode, we talked about like something classic, like classic film, classic TV show. We've done a couple of new shows. Another new show, which started on E4 last Wednesday. Um, episode one, Rick and Morty. Yep. The new series. It came I, back with a bang. Oh, really wow. In the first, like, couple of minutes. Yeah. was just, what the... They've been sat the on the story for a while, just trying to get it right. Definitely. It's just, there you go. I've, I, haven't, I haven't watched any of it, which is the first time in this 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 version of the podcast that we talk about something like that, I haven't watched it. Because yeah. the last one was awful. I didn't see anything. That <laughs> so I've um, obviously seen the previous... Rick and Morty stuff is it the, more of the same it, it, I, I think I, it gets better I think it's the, the, the jokes about themselves they don't it's it's that same quite clever comedy yeah. to it so um, it's been it's been a long wait yeah, hasn't it is it, it it's two a, years or something like that has it been um, I think it has like been that. two years yeah. I think the way they've taken it, it you, you forgot because obviously we've all watched like you know the re- you know, reruns on Netflix and stuff like that. Maybe we've watched yeah. the other episode. You think, but because they're not fresh, because you've watched them previously. This episode on Wednesday, you forgot just how brilliant the show and it is and original <laughs> and dark. My God, it's yeah. so dark. But with the darkness, it's so hilarious. Yeah. Um. There's a bit in it again. You know, it goes to like different dimensions and stuff. There's a like a mon- almost a montage, but there's speaking in it and stuff of. Rick in a couple of different dimensions in the first episode absolutely. and it's just absolutely <laughs> just superb it's yeah. just pure Rick and Morty it's it's just fantastic it's, I think it's, it's that thing as well it's one of those shows where they really do go to places where you think how have they got away with that how's that been like greenlit yeah. um, and let me say it's it's gone really dark again it's very self-aware though, Rick and Morty, isn't it? They know what they're doing and they let you know that they know what they're doing yeah. when they do yeah. it. You know well, what I mean? It's They do that in the first series, don't they, as well, as I saying, well, you know, there's going to be another 20 series of Rick and Morty and we're going to go here and we're going to do that and they're just talking in the garage type thing. Yeah. It's very like, it's like the, um, uh, Deadpool in the comics and stuff like that because yeah. in the comics they talk, breaking the fourth wall, don't they? Um, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I think I thought... Rick actually says in the first episode as well, he refers to a previous season and he uses the yeah. word season, season as he well. does, yeah, he does. So. Um, I thought, I was a bit disappointed because it didn't really continue, well, I wasn't disappointed but only f- for one thing was just he didn't mention any of the um the storyline from the previous series, you know, with the, the evil Morty. Yeah. Where he starts yeah. taking over because I thought that's where they were going to follow on because he left that at a really good moment. Yeah. Um, and a bit, bit of a cliffhanger, didn't he? But mm. they haven't explored that in episode one. There's only eight episodes, I think, of the series. So yeah, whether, they go, in, sure, whether yeah. they go into more detail with it and follow that on because mm. that's, it is, they are standalone episodes. You can watch each episode yeah. on their own. But what I do like about it is there are, there is an underlying arc 
story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, the so hopefully they'll yeah. investigate that a bit more. Um, I was like, uh, I was happy to see me six back in there. <laughs> uh, I, I really nearly, oh yeah, I've just nearly said what he says in the episode 26, but uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely catch it. It's on catch up as well at the moment. Um, again, I think it's been on in America for a couple of weeks, so yeah. there's maybe three episodes out there. Don't download illegally, don't, never, don't never illegally download. stream, wait till it comes on E4. Um, next Wednesday. But if you're somewhere and someone's already downloaded it and the crime has been committed and it's on, you can't, you know, you might as well watch it. I'm if, not, you know, I'm if, not if suggesting you, that if you do that. If you can do that and still go to church on a Sunday party. That's, if you that's can sleep you. at night. <laughs> if you can sleep at night, enjoy your life. So I may as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's nearly all we've got time for. I think that is all we've got time is for. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was going to continue for another 25 minutes. <laughs> I know you were, mate. I know you love the sound of your own voice and you were just going to continue yeah. talking about, you know, Twin Peaks or something. No, I, I wanted to talk about Robocop, but we'll do that next time. No, no, we're going to do that next time. Go on. Yeah. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think we've all joking aside, we've mentioned that. We're going to do it next episode anyway. Um, <clears throat> but thank you very much for listening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. If you... Want to comment on the Facebook post for it below? Brilliant. Um, let us know what you think. Is there anything that we ha- we've covered but not um, explored enough, or is there anything that you would want us to talk about in the next show? Let us know. Did I get? Did we get anything wrong? Did yeah. is another one. Did we get anything wrong? I'm sure we said a name or some sort of. Detail that we got wrong, maybe. Post George's email address for all complaints. If you follow, <laughs> you can follow us until we get ourselves sorted on social media as well. Um, you can follow us on Geeks That Don't Want to Grow Up on Facebook. So we'll be on that. Um, and you can email us on geeksdon'tgrowup83 at gmail.com. Um, absolutely welcome all emails as long as they're nice. Um, you know. Even, um, even some nasty ones. <laughs> <I don't laughs> depends on the nastiness is. I'm not opening them away with the bad. Um, so next time we're going to be talking about um, what we've done um, early this year the, for the love of horror, which we visited, which was amazing. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of future events, um, our, our, our own events, but we're actually going to talk about for the love of sci-fi as well, which is happening um, in early December, 7th and 8th, um, which will include... Uh, section on Robocop which is one of Patchy's favourite films Um, so that's yeah that's next time so we're gonna what are we gonna play out with well I it was Robocop it's not Robocop themed but it samples some dialogue from Robocop and it is um, by British rapper called Silver Bullet and it's 20 seconds to comply amazing so thank you for listening thank Thank you for listening Thank you for listening. And thank you to Jason, thank our you producer Jason. as well. Thank you, Jason. Just a thumbs up from Jason there and they'll talk. No? Nothing? No microphone. <laughs> <laughs> He's got no microphone, but I assure you he is smiling and put the thumbs up. Um, so thank you very much. And remember, be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other? Be excellent to each other. <laughs>